0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed Play Love, a bite sized parenting podcast. This episode is Helpline with Mothercraft Nurse extraordinaire, Chris Minot. If she can't help you, nobody can. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Chris, of course, has 30 years experience helping families, and this is your opportunity to ask her a question. If you're watching us live via Facebook, pop your question below the video. If you're listening to us via the podcast, the best thing to do is email your question to helpline at theparentbrand.com.au, and uh, we'll answer your question next week. First up, we have Amy with a nine-month-old. Amy says, I've gone back to work and my nine-month-old breastfed baby will not take a bottle. I currently feed her at 6am, 5.30pm, before bed and once overnight. Is this an okay amount of milk for her? I'm worried about the long stretch in the day.
1: Amy, you are doing a great job. So, at nine months, babies normally only have about three milk feeds in their day. So, she's doing really well. But what I would suggest that when she's at daycare, when they give her lunch, that they offer her a little bit of milk in a cup and let her start taking some of that milk um, just to to sort of boost what she's having from you. So, at the moment, you're doing brilliantly. Keep going and um, offer a little bit of milk with lunch.
0: Love it. Starting with a. a- Nice, easy, quick one.
1: Uh, Carly has a
0: 10-week-old boy. So far, I've been doing whatever I need to get him to sleep and get through the day, including breastfeeding and cuddling to sleep. Now he's getting out of the newborn phase, I'd like to get some good sleep foundations. What age is best to start him to self-settle?
1: Carly, I would start putting very simple settling techniques into place around now. So he's getting much more alert, much more awake and much more aware of what you're doing. So let's start some really basic settling for him. So wrapping him, cuddling him, calming him down, popping him into his bed when he's awake. Tuck him in so he has that feeling that he feels secure like when you were holding him put your hand on, do a little bit of body rocking, it might be a little bit of a jiggle till he's calm and quiet, then leave. And if he starts to whinge or cry, go back and repeat the body rocking or the little bit of jiggling. Um, If he's crying just increases and escalates, then pick him up, give him a cuddle and put him down. And these are the very basic stepping stones to settling babies. So, you know, start to implement them now. So you've got that very basic pattern starting.
0: Brilliant. And get back to us when yeah. you have more questions because babies change. They do. Jane has a three-year-old. She says, he turned her son turned three in December and I've been trying to potty train him since he was two years old. Yeah. I recently went cold turkey and put him into jocks for an entire week and a half. Only nighttime nappy nappies before he jumped into bed. The entire week and a half, he did not use once use the potty or the toilet, and continued to pee and poo in his nappies. Cool. I made a sticker chart. Still nothing. I would just sit on the potty to get. I would just sit on the potty to get a sticker. He will wee outside for other people, but not ah. me. He pees inside. I got him to help me clean it up and explain if he uses the potty he won't have to clean he he won't yeah, have to clean, clean up. up. I don't know what to do and feel like I'm losing this battle with my son. I need some help and advice. As he is so old I just feel like my son is not getting into the potty to frustrate me. Also some nights he wets the bed through his nighttime nappy that's Jane.
1: Oh Jane, this can be really hard when it doesn't fall into place and everybody tells you you know it only takes 3 days and you know it'll all be done. So it might be that he started very early so it's been really slow. But what I would do at this point is I'd just take a break and and put it away for a month or two and don't even mention it. Just put him in pull-ups during the day and put him in a nappy at night and let everybody have a break because he's getting frustrated you're getting frustrated and it's not going to work and for some and especially little boys it sometimes takes them a lot longer so I wouldn't even attempt to toilet train a little boy until he was two and a half or three so it's really conflicting so we're going to take a break for a good two months And then we're going to toilet time him and that's where you see whether he's ready to toilet train. So toilet timing is he's got his little pull up on and before you go out for the day you might say let's sit on the toilet and try for um, a wee. We're not going to mention the poops and I would either pick a a potty or a toilet. I wouldn't confuse him with both because they're very different. So I personally would go with a toilet. So put him on the toilet and then maybe do it again um, mid-afternoon and do it again at bath time. And then that's all I would do. Let's try for a wee before we go to the park. Let's try for a wee you know, before we have an afternoon snack. Let's try for a wee before we have a bath. And then when you start to see him doing some wee's, then you know you've got traction to toilet train him. So if you see him doing a couple of wee's a day over a couple of days, four or five days, that's when I would then say, okay, let's try with just running around with our undies on. Um, and again, just gentle reminders. Do you need to do a wee before we go to the park? No. Then off you go to the park. Um, and that'll give you a sense of whether he's actually ready to do this or not. So I would take a complete stop, get rid of, you know, all that's been going on, wait a couple of months, restart with toilet timing. And if that goes well, then toilet train him.
0: All right. Good luck, Jane. It, will, it won't but but it, it will happen overnight. But it will happen. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, it's interesting you say that about um, boys because yeah. I know with my son – I don't think we started until he was about three. Yeah. And he
1: certainly wasn't sleeping without a night, night nappy, nappy before till, or four. Or, yeah, night nappies yeah. can take a really long time. So yeah. I wouldn't even think about night nappies for a good six months after I've trained them in the day. And he's so, fine now, just so you yeah. know, Jane. He's, he, they doesn't all click in. Bed. he doesn't I think he probably just started a little bit early. He was a little bit young and now he's a bit confused. So if you take a break, it'll come back and he'll be okay. And be
0: easy on yourself yeah. as well. <laughs> Okay, this question comes comes from Heather. Yep. My 12-month-old daughter has never been a good sleeper, but I've got her to the point where she can self-settle in her cot and she's down to two breastfeeds a night. Her naps are usually a 30-minute in the morning and about one and a half hours early afternoon. Bedtime is usually um, between 6.45 to 7, and she usually wakes for the day around 6, 6.30. She's on three meals a day but doesn't eat much. I breastfeed four times a day plus the two overnight. I've had to sleep train her to get all of this. Wow. She's sick at the moment and is waking every sleep cycle and sometimes taking an hour plus to settle for those wakes at night and only having two 30-minute naps a day. She's waking early around 5.45 a.m., She's exhausted, but I can't get her to sleep any longer in the day. None of the usual tricks, such as patting, boob or car, make any difference. I've been putting her to bed at 6.30 to get a little sleep in her bank. Any advice for the mummer of a sick, sleep-deprived bubba? Heather, Heather,
1: you you sound like you're doing all the right things. I don't think you're doing the wrong thing. Um, It doesn't tell us what illness she has because this is sometimes where we go astray because, you know, they might have just a slight cold and and suddenly you're breastfeeding 10 times at night. So we need to get back to the basics when you feel she's well. So back to the basics for a 12-month-old is two sleeps in the day. Um, she can have as little as half an hour in the. She can have as little as half an hour in the um, morning, and an hour and a half to two hours in the afternoon would be great. So she wasn't doing too badly before she got sick. It was what was going on overnight. She only needs three breastfeeds in the day, one in the morning, one around lunchtime, and one in the evening. And I would start to regulate because I think inadvertently she's relying on feeds for her sleep or for comfort because she's tired. And And then the message is going to get very muddled. So three breastfeeds in the day or three milk feeds, doesn't matter with their breast or bottle, three meals and one or two snacks. Now, technically that then... Um, uh, allows her to go through the night. So I think once you feel she's better, we'd need to start to do some resettling at night. And I would use the way that you sleep, train her as the start of teaching her to sleep better at night. And I would, you know, from when you put her down at 6.30 till 12, I'd try and resettle her, then maybe one breastfeed, and then try and resettle her till 6.00. And then slowly we're going to decrease that feed overnight and get rid of the feed. So I think you have to wait out the illness. Then you have to reset. So awake for about a three to three and a half hour window, that little half an hour, 40 minute sleep and an hour and a half in the afternoon. So I think you were doing really well there. Decrease the breastfeeds down to three in the day. And then we're going to get her to self-settle overnight and reduce the number of feeds over the night. So you may need to ring us back when she's feeling better and we might be able to fine-tune this a little bit more for you.
0: Excellent. Good luck, Heather. We have a question from Kerry on Facebook. How do you get two-year-olds to sleep through till 7am and get rid of dummies?
1: There's a 2 two-parter. Can't get them to sleep through till 7am. So no, I, I want to ask you sad. how you get a seven-year-old to sleep through <laughs> Three <till> seven It no. <laughs> Doesn't work. So it doesn't work. So I think we have to stay within reasonable windows. If I have a two-year-old and they're going to bed between seven and seven thirty. Um, at night then they're most likely to be up by six in the morning and that's the start of their day and that's really reasonable for their age. Sometimes the difficulty um, overnight has to do with how much sleep they have in the day so usually at two they have about an hour and a half sleep in the day getting up at about two in the afternoon going down at about seven thirty. So the first thing I would do is regulate all of those behaviours before you would consider getting rid of the dummy. So it depends what the problem is with the dummy. So are you getting rid of it because she's two? um, Or are you getting rid of it because she uses it a lot and needs to be resettled a lot? So if she's only using it to go down to sleep, she or he, sorry. But if she's using it to go down to sleep, then you sort of don't have a problem. I would regulate everything else. If she's waking multiple times for the dummy then I think you got a dummy problem. So I'd make sure that we've got the timing right. And then you literally pick a weekend where you've got nothing else to do in life. And I literally just take the dummy away. So I take the dummy away. Sometimes I replace it with a little snuggly toy. And, and we say to her on Friday, no more dummies um, tomorrow. And from Saturday, we just take the dummies and, you know, give them to the dummy fairy or throw them away. I personally throw them away and you literally put her bed the same way but you give her the snuggly toy she's going to take a little bit longer to settle um, but try not to fall into all those behaviors like laying down with her sitting holding her hand just give her a little bit of comfort leave let it go a little bit longer then go back give her a little bit of comfort and then leave again so it's a little bit tricky but the actual answer to your first question which is how do I get her to sleep till seven is generally they don't.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, so,
1: it's a hard... get it to 6, 6.30, you're doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: our hope for you, Kerry, <laughs> is that they go to 6.30 because even yeah, half an hour is, is going to make a difference, isn't 630 it? 6.30 is perfect. We have a question from Fiona. Uh, she wants some sleep tips for her 17-month-old yep. who wakes around 5 or 5.30, which means by ten ten thirty he's, he's exhausted. exhausted. And mm. if in the car, falls asleep. Yeah. I do try my best to keep him awake, but it doesn't always work. Yeah. He goes down to bed at 7 p.m. and naps from 12 to 2 most days, sometimes 12 to one thirty. Any hints on trying to push awake time till 6 p.m. would be great. 6 a.m., I think Must that is. Must be 6 a.m., yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I actually think he's doing really well in the day. I think you've 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 summed up the whole thing. Some babies are early wakers. Um, you're giving him the right amount of sleep in the day in the right time frame. That, that tricky, you know, he's in the sunshine in the car and he dozes off is a little bit tricky. But that, that's right for his age. I personally, if you've got all of this in the right sequence, then um, I, if he wakes up at 5.30, I just don't start the day till 6. So if you can ignore him till 6, that's great. Um, sometimes he gets too loud to ignore. And I just accept it. And for some children, they don't hit the 6, 6.30 window till they drop their day sleep. Right, okay. So you've sort of got to marry it up that he sleeps well from 7 till 5, 5.30. He sleeps well in the day. So you are technically doing all the right things. So I try a little, um, you know, ignoring him for as long as possible till 6.00. But I suspect the whole thing will get better when he doesn't need as much sleep in the day. And some kids are just like that. As you reduce that day sleep, which isn't going to happen for another good nine months, um, it, it just works and they sleep better and better at night. The only blessing coming up is that it's going to get darker as winter comes on. And that level of darkness at 5, 5.30 might also help him sleep a bit longer. Makes me want to go to bed earlier. Yeah. Warm <laughs> You know, thick, <laughs> thick little, but it's a bit warm now yeah, to do all is. those snugly warm things for winter that mm. sort of help them sleep through a little bit. So hang in there, you're doing all the right things and, you know, time is probably going to fix this.
0: Okay, that's good to hear. Chris Minogue and Helpline on Feet Play Love will be back answering more questions right after this. Sometimes parenting can be challenging and sometimes it can be a downright laugh. What we're really talking about is your son These babies are made through hugging. You have to rectify this problem Because now every time he hugs you he's like, are you pregnant
1: or am I pregnant?
0: I'm Siobhan Hunt and The Parent Panel is a weekly podcast I host where we invite a mum and a dad to discuss the events and stories of the week. The Parent Panel, available wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to your questions with Helpline and Chris Minogue. Now listen, this next question is a tricky one. I'm not quite sure whether we can answer it because uh, it's about it's about hand, hand, foot, foot and mouth. mouth, And I would actually refer that to your GP um, unless you feel qualified to. One blister on
1: his hand. When can he return to daycare? I think this is an individual daycare thing. So I think they technically they have to have no blisters on their hands, in their mouth, and on their feet. But I think it's the daycare, and I have a feeling it's something like a week or something, but I'd check with your daycare. And
0: also, I'm pretty sure there is a website for infectious diseases with children because we just had someone on from CPR Kids, Sarah Hunstead. We talked about hand, foot, and mouth. She said – I'm not a medical professional, but she said it's when they're dried because the actual – liquid in the blisters is, is what, what is, is contagious. contagious so in yeah. terms of your um, I'll read the question sorry I just uh, wanted to preface that that we're not giving we're medical, not medical advice, advice. Um, Jacinta has said that my son has a very mild case of hand foot and mouth he has one blister on his hand when can he return to child care and is he still contagious as I have two other kids
1: he is still contagious so
0: yeah that's mm. that and it, it, I would Try and find Jacinta, I'll try and find the web link that Sarah gave to us, which has very straightforward information yeah. about this kind of thing because they are very common yeah. in preschool kids. So I'll try and find that link and we'll pop it up on the Facebook page because that's where you've asked this question. Anyone else who's interested with um, questions about uh, common illnesses like hand, foot and mouth will also pop a link in the notes to this mm. episode on the
1: podcast. Lots of adults are getting hand, foot and mouth. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Because their immunity is down and that's rampant. It's very contagious. Okay. Well,
0: hopefully, I'm sorry we can't... specifically but i actually think it's your
1: daycare you have to ring your daycare too because they'll have a policy on hand foot and mouth and i think each daycare would be a little bit different so ring them back to find out what their policy is
0: okay this is a question more within the realm of what we talk about on helpline tony has just had the third baby this is about sibling jealousy i have a seven and a four year four and a half year old two girls and our third baby boy our baby number two is a good little girl, but our first little girl is very sassy and has <laughs> a lot of attitude. I get the whole lot of ch- I get the whole lot of changes that have gone on in the home with Bub coming in, but she just snaps so easily. She hurts the sister. Hitting, kicking, poking, tongues, speaking really to myself, dad, and nan as she's helping out at the moment. How can I get her to stop snapping so much? She's so temperamental and plays us against each other, mum versus dad. We've tried no privileges, no TV, no dancing, etc., but she just loses it. What do you think? This has all been happening before I had third bub, yeah. but I'm at a point where it's that it's ha- a bit harder for me to deal with. Um, given I have to attend, attend a baby to
1: the baby, and I think this is about her being seven and nothing to do with a new baby. That's just the centre point that she's mm. got something else now that she can focus in on. So I think weirdly you've tried all the normal discipline, but what she's calling out for is attention because a four and a half year old is cute and adorable, and you know it's all cute, seven, isn't it? And seven year olds are trying to put their little stamp in where they sit in the family. Um, And I think she actually needs a bit of time. So I would use a reverse psychology and give her time. So the baby is still very young. And I think that's where this is really hard because you're tired, you're up feeding at night. But I would actually make an effort to do things like pick her up from school on her own and go for a quick cappuccino, baby cappuccino, just to give her a little bit of time and patience. I would actually try and take her to dance class so you can tell her how good she is at dance class. I think she's calling out for attention and we see the negative. And so we do have to discipline the negative. She can't go around pushing her sisters and standing on her brother's hand or whatever she's doing or hitting Nan. But we also need to look back and see what's going on for her in her space. So you do have to discipline the behaviour. I think that's important that she doesn't use that as um, a a pivoting role to get attention. But I think in the background, incidentally, you need to give her attention and they need to be of a surprise and one off and be really aware of what's going on in her day. So find out who her friends are so that if you're not involved in her day, you can say, you know, did you play with Jane today at daycare? I mean, sorry, at school. Um, Or did you, you know, did you play handball um, at lunchtime? So find out a little bit what's going on in her life and, and draw on that and see if the whole thing calms down. She just needs mm. a little bit of time. And I've got to say, I have you a seven-year-old seven year old. A, a girl,
0: <laughs> and I have a little boy who's just turned or about to turn five. And I, I can see it with my yeah. eldest. I feel for it because she's she's all lanky and tall, and she's growing into a little girl. Whereas yeah. her brothers, her brother still got the cute, cute little, little cheeks and, and I little child. and I've seen a bit. But I don't have a third baby to distract me, so yeah. I have actually seen her respond to how people even respond to her brother. Yeah. And it, it breaks my heart, I think, oh, but you're still gorgeous and yeah. but you cannot compete with no. a cute
1: five-year-old or a, cu- a cute but, baby. But also you shouldn't have to compete with each other in the family. You know, we have to level that off for her. We have to give her that understanding, don't we, that mm. she's as important as the five-year-old but it's okay for people to say he's cute, he's cute or yeah, whatever. Yeah, which is hard. I get it is hard. We need to make her special, Yeah. not not. Not push down the four-year-old's speciality, yeah. you know. So That's I'd find those little points to pull out that are about her. And, and, and if and you can it.
0: also somehow manage to make it something that you're going to enjoy as yeah. well at the same don't time. Don't have your fingernails
1: done together. yeah
0: so stuff like that where you because obviously it makes a real if Tony's... you can't go out,
1: why don't you do each other's fingernails? Mm. And you do know? something that treat because Tony you
0: probably have a lot on your plate as well with the three of them but yeah
1: yeah but I think you know I think it's it's about where she is as a seven-year-old not not Mm. in relation to the behavior of the others it's easy hopefully
0: that will help calm her down I think
1: she's a seven-year-old
0: yeah I've got a sassy one too. I yeah. just like to think that maybe that she'll word, be the sassy. prime prime minister of Australia yeah. or something because they've I got run a, a small, you know, country <laughs> country or business. Uh, we have a question here from Denise. Yeah. Um with a 6-month-old baby boy who has just had 3 teeth come through, but as a result of 2 weeks of disruption now won't sleep more than 2 hours at a time yeah. without needing to be resettled. Yeah. How do I correct this without him screaming and waking my 3-year-old?
1: Oh, no, he's going to do a little bit of screaming, so mm-hmm. don't worry about your three year old, your three year old should be okay to about four, four thirty, or five in the morning if this is occurring mainly overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now that he's well and his teeth have come through, you need to just do some resettling to get him back on back on track again. So with that, I just do little bit of crying, go in, give him some comfort, calm him right down, try not to pick him up too much, comfort, comfort, then walk out a little bit longer, just add a couple of minutes on each time until you get to the point where he can resettle himself. This is going to take you about two to three days um, but I think you'll be surprised how much the three-year-old will sleep through but there is that tricky point at in the morning where it could wake up the three-year-old so you might have to divide and conquer if that occurs then maybe your partner can get up and deal with the three-year-old but this should only take a few days to sort of get back on top of it and feel like that um, the little six-month-old is back in his normal routine so I think it's just a matter of divide and conquer between you and the partner with the three-year-old because the more you keep going into the six-month old the bigger the problem's going to get so and doing some really basic self settle. A little bit of time of crying in, comfort, maybe a little bit longer back in and comfort. And we should see an improvement within two to three days.
0: Okay. We have a question from Deanna. Mm -hmm. Top tips for bringing a newborn home today. Yay! Wow, it's you want exciting. them today. Okay. And, and managing a 26 month old, particularly thinking in terms of long feeds. I'm a stay-at-home mum, so no daycare, but we'll need to take baby along to play group for toddler, etc. Thank okay. you.
1: So I would try and work a space um in the house where you're all in the one area. So you might have a lounge room or something that you can keep your little one in while you're breastfeeding. It's important, this is a really important thing, is that your newborn needs to have those long feeds because you'll actually get more time. So if you feed appropriately, so, you know, whatever it takes, 40 minutes to do, then you're going to get a good two to three hours. If you shorten the feed because the two-year-old needs you for something, then you're going to have multiple feeds in the day and it's going to feel like you don't get anywhere So we're going to slowly show the two-year-old the transition to a new baby by saying, well, mummy has to sit and feed the baby now. So set her up with something, the blocks, the puzzles, um, one episode of, you know, what is it pepper pig or something something that can hold her in that space while you do a complete feed because you're taking that new baby home you've got that three week honeymoon period where they should just feed and sleep but it's all dependent on how well you feed so that's the priority for the newborn a really good feed because that's going to give you more time with your little toddler and then create a safe space that you can all be in while you're feeding
0: Good luck with that, Deanna. Yeah. Thanks for the question. We have time for one more before we need to go. This is from Buzina. Um Potty training a 27-month-old 20, to two-year-old. Two and four. Baby, yep. Going backwards and tantrums. Yeah. helps, Help and tips for potty training a 27-month-old. He is interested in the potty toilet but will not... But still not telling me when he wants to go and poops in nappy. Yeah. We started great and have since gone backwards, trying to manage this with a one-month-old who is always on the boob, needs cuddles. Yeah. Also, how to manage super extreme temper tantrums over almost nothing.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Toddlerhood. So I would stop the toilet training. It's too much. He's saying it's too much, whether it's because you're also distracted with a newborn um, he's saying that's not working for me. So pull-ups on um, during the day, nappy at night, Give everyone give a, a break. Then like I answered similarly um, earlier in this um, little session is in about a month's time, I would start with toilet timing, just gently taking him. I take him to the toilet. He can go to the potty. Take him to the potty before you go to the park, after he's had lunch, before he has a bath and then as you see him doing more wheeze comfortably then you're going to toilet training take his pull up off put his nappy uh put his undies on and away we go i think it's just probably been too much too quick and he's he's sort of going i can't cope with this so let's take a break let that that little baby get a little bit older so you're not you're not in that constant you know feeding frenzy with a new baby and try again and i'm sure it'll all come together
0: Excellent. Well, thank you, everyone, for all your questions. That's all we have time for on Helpline in this episode of Feed, Play, Love. And Chris, thank you so much for your time today. That's a pleasure. This has been Helpline on Feed, Play, Love, hosted by me, Siobhan Hunt. If you want to ask Chris your questions for the next episode, you can email them to us directly. The email is helpline at au.